All right, fellow fact checkers, be sure to head over to Fox and Sons Coffee and check out the best coffee sponsor a guy could ever hope for. And if you use the code FCT for fact check this at checkout, you will get 18% off any order of $25 or more. Also, be sure to check out the subscription packages. And any order of $37.99 or more goes free shipping. Check out the light blend, the dark blend, the uh, medium blend, the electric boogaloo, and the decaf. Be sure to check out Fox and Sons Coffee. So let's start the show. This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This Podcast. All right, Fact Check This Podcast. And today, let's look at Elon's new hate-filled, horrifying Twitter that is scaring off all the pansies of the world. Twitter insiders, and this is from the BBC News, Twitter insiders, we can't protect users from trolling under Musk. I thought it was hilarious when this article was posted on Twitter. Elon Musk's response was, it's real funny, coming from a supposed news source that uses the that uses the initials BBC. When when <laughs> trolling from the man himself. Beautiful. Uh, Twitter insiders have told the BBC that the company is no longer able to protect users from trolling, state coordinated disinformation, and child sexual exploitation following layoffs and changes under owner Elon Musk. Exclusive academic data plus testimony from Twitter users backs up their allegations, suggesting hate is thriving under Mr. Musk's leadership, with trolls emboldened, harassment intensifying, and a spike in accounts following misogynistic and abusive profiles. Current and former employees of the company tell BBC Panorama that features intended to protect Twitter users from trolling and harassment are proving difficult to maintain amid what they describe as a chaotic working environment in which Mr. Musk is shadowed by bodyguards at all times. I've spoken to dozens with several going on the record for the first time. The former head of content design says everyone on her team, which created safety measures such as nudge buttons, has been sacked. She later resigned. Internal research by Twitter suggests those safety measures reduced trolling by 60%. An engineer working for Twitter told me nobody's taking care of this type of work now, likening the platform to a building that seems fine from the outside, but inside is on fire. Twitter has not replied to the BBC's request for comment. My investigation also reveals concerns that child sexual exploitation is on the rise on Twitter and not being sufficiently raised with law enforcement. So we're going to pop out real quick and, and look at that. For for very, very, very stark contrast to that is actually the reports that that's completely and totally wrong, that Twitter was running rampant on, uh, or that child exploitation and pornography and stuff of that nature was running rampant on Twitter prior to Elon Musk taking over, that they have been working significantly with government and uh, officials and that a lot of the child exploitation and child pornography stuff has moved away from Twitter to Mastodon, the predominantly left-leaning uh, social media site. When when there have been a ton of reports to that effect, and and also you have actually seen like 
it's been in the news. There's there has been a significant crackdown on a lot of that type of behavior, uh, and Twitter has been leading the charge on that. So when these like when these people who are now former employees of Twitter are trying to say this sort of stuff, it kind of rings hollow because these are the things that were actually going on under your watch for years, and you did nothing. And now they're actually starting to crack down on it. And so you're saying that that these things have been removed, that these uh that these nudge buttons and what else do they call it? Uh saying that it's like that the it's like a building that looks fine on the inside or outside, but it's on fire on the inside. Like seems like as far as the child exploitation and pornography thing is going. That's going really well, and most of that stuff has left Twitter and moved to Mastodon because that's where all the people who want that stuff have gone now. Uh, let's pop back into the article and carry on. Uh, a couple other things. Targeted harassment campaigns aimed at curbing freedom of expression and foreign influence operations, once removed daily from Twitter, are going undetected, according to a recent employee. Targeted harassment campaigns. Added, aimed at curbing freedom of expression. So what they're saying is they were trying to curb freedom of expression using targeted campaigns to take that kind of stuff down. That's what I'm getting. Uh, I, personally, I'm not seeing, like, if they mean that there are targeted harassment campaigns going after people of a certain demographic to try to curb their freedom of expression how the fuck does that even work like either you interact with people on social media or you don't like if if there are people who are harassing you there's this thing called a block button there's this other thing called a mute button you don't have you have this beautiful thing that's called freedom of association you don't have to engage with any of those people you don't have to interact with any of those people if they piss you off or if they're harassing you you block them you report them and you move on with your life you, you they don't get to dictate what you do and do and don't do on social media so like why is it necessary to curb people like that like her why is it necessary to curb trolls it's not if if they're sincerely a troll then Block them and report them and move on. Exclusive data showing how misogynistic online hate targeting me is on the rise since the takeover. And that there has been a 69% increase in new accounts following misogynistic and abusive profiles. I'm not sure who the... Uh, is Mariana Spring saying that they're targeting her d directly or is that a typo? That's got to be a typo, right? Uh, but a 69% increase in new accounts following misogynistic and abusive profiles. What's being deemed misogynistic and abusive? What's like, this? The, the way they categorize these things is fucking insane anyway. It's like, I'm sure my profile is probably considered misogynistic and abusive too. I well, <laughs> <laughs> the, the metrics that they use to come up with this stuff are just like make it up and and you throw out some stats and hope nobody actually bothers to check stuff. Uh, rape survivors have been targeted by accounts that have become more active since the takeover with indication they've been reinstated or newly created. 
I'm I don't know one way or the other on this. Like I, they don't give their they don't give their sources or their statistics or like where they're getting this stuff. So as far as I'm concerned, like if you don't if you don't bring receipts to back it up, you're full of shit. Because I personally am not seeing this, and I'm on Twitter way too fucking much. I will openly admit that I'm on Twitter way too much. And maybe it's just the way the algorithm is, but I don't see this stuff. Like, and honestly, the people that I follow and the my engagement on social media, I should be seeing this stuff if the algorithms work, and I don't. So where is it? Like, where is it happening? This is all like nonsense and make believe, as far as I can tell. Uh, apparently, it is. Apparently, she is actually taking talking about herself in this, where she says exclusive data showing how misogynistic online hate targeting me is on the rise since the takeover. Exclusive data, meaning she feels like she's being targeted with <laughs> the misogyny. Because this is, she, she goes on to talk about herself here. Abuse on Twitter is nothing new for me. I'm a reporter who shares my coverage of disinformation, conspiracies, and hate there. But throughout most of the last year, I noticed it steadily lessening across all of the social media sites. And then in November, I realized it had gotten worse on Twitter again. Turns out I was right. A team from the International Center for Journalists and the University of Sheffield have been tracking the hate I receive, and their data revealed the abuse of targeted the, the abuse targeted at me on Twitter had more than tripled since Mr. Musk took over compared with the same period in the year before. Now, see, I feel like I need to go find out what she's been talking about and figure out uh, why she was worthy of so much hatred and abuse because, uh, generally speaking, the people who, like Taylor Lorenz and folks like that, like the ones who are going, who are getting uh, the trolls coming after them, absolutely deserve it. So I'm kind of interested to go to go dig a little bit more into uh mariana spring here and see what it is that she she's reporting on reporting on that uh warrants all of the trolls coming after her and to to receive so much hatred all of the social media sites have been under pressure to tackle online hate and harmful content but they say they're taking measures to deal with it measures that no longer seem to be top of the agenda at twitter they shouldn't be in San Francisco, the home of Twitter's headquarters, I set out to look for answers. What better place to get them than from an engineer responsible for the computer code that makes Twitter work? Because he's still working there, he asked us to conceal his identity, so we're calling him Sam. For someone on the inside, it's like a building where all the pieces are on fire, he revealed. When you look at it from the outside, the facade looks fine, but I can see that nothing is working. All the plumbing is broken, all the faucets, everything. He says the chaos that has been created by the huge disruption in staffing. At least half of Twitter's workforce have been sacked or chose to leave since Musk bought it. Now people from other teams are having to shift their focus, he says. A totally new person without the expertise is doing what used to be done by more than 20 people, says Sam. That leaves room for much more risk, many more possibilities of things that can go wrong. He says previous features still exist, but those who designed and maintained them have left. He thinks they are now left unmanned. There are so many things broken, and there's nobody taking care of it. That you see this is uh, that you see this inconsistent behavior. He tells me, the level of disarray in his view is because Mr. Musk doesn't trust Twitter employees. He describes him bringing in engineers from his other company, electric car manufacturer Tesla, and asking them to evaluate engineers' codes over just a few days before deciding who to sack. 
Code like that would take months to understand, he tells me. I kind of doubt it. He believes this lack of trust is betrayed by the level of security Mr. Musk surrounds himself with. Wherever he goes in the office, there are at least two bodyguards, very bulky, tall, Hollywood movie-style bodyguards, even when he goes to the restroom, he tells me. He thinks Mr. Mu uh, for Mr. Musk, it's about money. He says cleaning and catering staff were all sacked, and that Mr. Musk even tried to sell the office plants to employees. Lisa Jennings Young, Twitter's former head of content design, was one of the people who was specialized in introducing features designed to product or to protect users from the hate. Twitter was a hotbed for trolling long before Mr. Musk took over, but she says her team had made good headway at limiting this. Internal Twitter research seen by C seen by BBC appears to back this up. Now, see, I'm skeptical of internal Twitter research from this woman on her specific team. That seems kind of like. Um, I don't know, the research that's done for the uh, uh, evidence-based medicine by pharmaceutical companies when they're looking to get a new drug to market. Like, uh, of course, if your team was uh, in charge of trying to reduce trolling, then your research is going to suggest that you've done a great job at reducing trolling. And what is trolling? Like, <laughs> it's such a... It's such a generic term. Like, how do, how are you defining this? It's, it's just, it's asinine. Um, it was not at all perfect, but we were trying and we were making things better all the time, she says. It is the first time she's publicly spoken of her experience since she left after Mr. Musk's takeover. Ms. Jennings Young's team worked on several new features, including safety mode, which can automatically block abusive accounts. They also designed labels applied to misleading tweets, and something called the harmful reply nudge. The nudge alerts users before they send a tweet in which AI technology has detected trigger words or harmful language. That thing's still working perfectly fine. I know because it pops up on about 70% of my tweets. Thank you very much. I don't need to know that most, most tweeters wouldn't tweet this. I don't care. And obviously, if most people wouldn't tweet this, then the misogyny and racism and hatred aren't all that rampant after all. I must be in a minority if you say that most people wouldn't say these things. Twitter's own research seen by the BBC appears to show the nudge and other safety tools being effective. Why? Like, what, what, what's the research? What are the statistics? What is the actual information that shows that these things accomplish anything anybody somebody like it's not list there's not even links to list to to where this might have been listed like it's just we're taking them at their word like this is journalism at its finest let me tell you like holy shit this chick deserves to be bullied as much as possible on twitter if this is what she passes for journalism uh overall 60 percent of users deleted or edited their reply when given the chance through the nudge i've don't believe that. But what was more interesting is that after we nudge people once, they composed 11% fewer harmful replies in the future. I also don't believe that. These safety features were being implemented around the time my abuse on Twitter seemed to reduce. I also don't believe that. According to data collated by the University of Sheffield and International Center for Journalists, 
It's impossible to directly correlate the two, but given what the evidence tells us about the efficacy of these measures, it's possible to draw a link. Or maybe at the time you just weren't putting out stuff that people thought was complete bullshit. I don't know. I've never heard of you. Uh, but after Mr. Musk took over the social media company in late October 2022, Lisa's entire team was laid off and she herself chose to leave in late November. I asked Miss Jennings Young what happened to features like the harmful reply nudge. There's no one there to work on that at this time. So no, uh, so she has no idea what has happened to projects she was doing. It still exists. It's still working perfectly fine. I wish it would go the fuck away. Uh, it would be nice if they would break that thing and stop using it. Then it would make my tweeting life a whole lot easier. So we tried an experiment. She suggested a tweet that she would have expected to trigger a nudge. Twitter employees are lazy losers. Jump off the Golden Gate Bridge and die. I shared it on a private profile in response to one of her tweets. But to Miss Jennings Young's surprise, no nudge was sent. I don't believe you. I don't say stuff even anywhere nearly that terrible, and I get nudged. Another tweet with offensive language was uh, we shared was picked up, but Lisa says the nudge should have picked up a message wishing death on a user, not just swear words. As Sam had predicted, it didn't seem to be working as it was designed to. During this investigation, I've had messages from many people who've told me how the hate they receive on Twitter has been increasing since Mr. Musk took over, sharing examples of racism, anti-Semitism, and misogyny. Ellie Wilson, who lives in Glasgow, was raped while at university and began posting about that experience on social media last summer. At the time, she received a supportive response on Twitter. But when she tweeted about her attacker in January, after he was sentenced and was subjected to a wave, she was subjected to a wave of hateful messages. She received abusive and misogynistic replies, with some even telling her she deserved to be raped. What I find most difficult is the people that say that I wasn't raped or that I, this didn't happen and that I'm lying. It's sort of like a secondary trauma, Miss Wilson told me. Her Twitter following was small before the takeover, but when I looked into accounts targeting her with hate this time around, I noticed the trolls' profiles had become more active since the takeover, suggesting they'd been suspended previously and recently reinstated. And there are accounts that have been previously suspended, since reinstated, and then suspended again because the things that they're doing are hateful trolling. I would be willing to bet that a bunch of the accounts that she's talking about have been suspended again, or will be very soon. Like when that's always been kind of my concern or thing with the people who are like pushing, uh, especially when like Parlor and some of the others. Uh, I can't remember what the most recent one was uh most recent one was that i never actually used um uh, they're like this is a new free speech platform and then everybody went over there and started saying like this the most heinous horrific outlandish shit and then they would get themselves suspended it's like yeah obviously if you just go over there and try to push the every boundary of how far you can take something you're gonna find the line and you're gonna get suspended like there has to be there has to be a level where they say okay you're being a fucking moron you're done it's it's like when you have kids kids test limits at some point you have to smack the shit out of them and tell them that's it that's the limit uh, and like and i'm sure like i said a, i'm i would be willing to bet that a bunch of these accounts that had been previously suspended came back to do nothing but troll and be hateful pieces of shit have probably since been suspended again 
Some of the accounts have even been set up around the time of Mr. Must's takeover. They appeared to be dedicated to sending out hate without profile pictures or identity features. Several follow and interact with content from popular accounts and have been accused of promoting misogyny and hate. Reinstated on Twitter after Musk decided to restore thousands of suspended accounts, including that of controversial influencer Andrew Tate. What's Tate do that's hateful or... I don't know. Uh, by allowing those people on a platform, you're empowering them. You're saying this is okay and you can do that. By remaining on the platform yourself and engaging with these people, you're saying it's okay for you to do that to me. Block, mute, uh, like you have freedom of association on any social media platform. You can choose who can see you and who you can see. Uh, go private, block the people, mute the people, move on from them. Like this is a choice that you make. It's it's the internet. Just you get to decide what you see and what you don't. Several of the accounts also targeted other rape survivors she's in contact with. Andrew Tate did not respond to the BBC's request for comment. Why would he? What does he have to do with this? New research from the Institute for Strategic Dialogue, a UK think tank that investigates disinformation and hate, echoes that I've what I've covered about the troll accounts targeting Ellie. It shows that tens of thousands of new accounts have been created since Mr. Musk took over, which then immediately followed and uh, known abusive and misogynistic profiles 69% higher than before he was in charge. What's being deemed misogynistic or abusive profiles? Like, you're not giving us any actual like specifications on what these things are. You're just throwing random ass numbers out and hoping that people take the take the bait and think, oh my god, this is so terrible, man. Elon Musk is destroying Twitter. It's a, it's a misogynistic, hate-filled echo chamber. Like, shut the fuck up. The research suggests these abusive networks are now growing and that Mr. Musk's takeover has created a permissive environment for the creation and the use of these kinds of accounts. And the solution is you can leave whenever you want. Elon Musk Twitter storm. Uh, Panorama investigates how Elon Musk's ownership is transforming one of the world's most influential social media platforms. Mr. Musk's key priorities since the takeover, according to his tweets, are to make the social media company, company profitable and to champion freedom of expression. In December 2022, he released internal documents called the Twitter Files to explain why he believed the company hadn't been fairly applying its moderation and suspension policies under the old leadership. But those who have been on the inside feel like Mr. Musk has used this to deprioritize protecting users from harm altogether. Even the dangerous content he's lobbied against, including child sexual abuse and networks of so-called bot accounts deliberately designed to mislead, isn't being tackled as it was before, they say. Again, that's I, I talked about this earlier. That's clearly, at least as far as the sexual uh, child abuse stuff goes, that's clearly wrong. It's that's. There is evidence, there is actual evidence that that's wrong and that that has been, is being tackled and there is something being done about that. And that it's moving away from Twitter because of the actions that are being taken. So, and what do you call, what do you call uh, bot accounts deliberately designed to mislead? Uh, what's the misleading content that, that these bot accounts are supposedly sharing? Lab leak theories and stuff like that pushing the or promoting the twitter files 
that are were opening up the whole Pandora's box of the things that were going on behind the scenes in Twitter and all of the really shady and even potentially illegal shit that Twitter had been engaged in prior to Elon Musk taking over. Is that the stuff that's being considered as, you know, misleading? It's not just individual trolls that Twitter has previously tied to guard against, tried to guard against, but also so-called influential operations, state-sanctioned campaigns seeking to undermine democracy and target dissidents and journalists. Ray Serrato worked in a team that specialized in tackling these operations. He left in November because he felt there wasn't a clear vision to protect users under the new leadership. He says his team would identify suspicious activity like this daily, and now his team has been decimated and exists in a minimalized capacity. So what what are we trying to guard against? Uh, influence operations? State-sanctioned campaigns seeking to undermine democracy? What what are state-sanctioned campaigns seeking to undermine democracy? Are you talking about Russian collusion or Russian interference, the thing that's been debunked and didn't actually fucking exist? Uh, targeting dissidents and journalists are are you are you saying that journalists are dissidents? Because journalists are not at all dissidents. They they're the ones who are shilling the approved narrative. Uh, what's what 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 are they being targeted for? Nothing. So. And the Twitter files have shown that to be completely true, that they have they weren't being targeted for anything. The only people who were being targeted were the people who were trying to actually promote the truth and help get real information out, as opposed to being censored by the misinformation. So, hello. Twitter might have been the refuge where journalists would go to have their voice be heard and be critical of the government. But I'm not sure that's going to be the case anymore. What journalists are critical of the government other than like Tucker Carlson and some of the uh, Matt Taibbi's and the ones who the Twitter files have been shared to and have been releasing that stuff. And none of the other journalists are critical of the government. In fact, the ones who are the rest of the journalists that you're trying to talk about have been calling for the ones who are critical of the government to be censored. But they're the ones who were the ones who were critical of the government were the ones who were actually being censored before a must took over, and it's been reported on the Twitter files. So what the fuck are y'all talking about here? There are a number of key experts that are no longer on that team that would have covered special regions or threat actors from Russia to China. Uh, of course, it's the Russian disinformation thing. Um, another insider who we're calling Rory is also very concerned about that drain of expertise and how it appears to be undermining a Musk priority, preventing pedophiles using Twitter to groom victims and share links to abuse. Rory was employed until very recently as part of a team tackling child exploitation, uh, child sexual exploitation. His team would identify accounts sharing abusive content about children, escalating the worst to law enforcement. Before the takeover, such content was a huge problem, he says, and he already feared they were understaffed. Before the takeover, such content was already a huge problem, and supposedly Twitter has all these people who were supposed to be doing something about it, and yet nothing was getting done about it whatsoever. But since the takeover, that has completely changed. <laughs> they ignore that in all of this. Like they don't even talk about the... And, and I've, I've talked about it. There's been a ton that's been done since the takeover to stymie this and to put a stop to it. To the extent that a lot of it has moved to Mastodon. This is like openly reported on, not by the journalists that she's talking about. Like This is not... This, this is misinformation. This is misinformation.
This is blatant lies. Every day, you would be able to identify that sort of material, he says. But his team was cut soon after the acquisition, he says, from 20 people to around six or seven. In his view, that's too few to keep on top of the workload. Y'all weren't doing anything, anything about it. The reason you got cut is because you were failing miserable at your job and other people were put in that in those positions after you were cut. That's what's going on. Rory says before he left, neither Mr. Musk nor any other team member of the new management made contact with him and his old team, who between them had years of experience in the area. They didn't make contact with you because you fucking sucked and you weren't doing your job. Why would they talk to the guy who's been failing for years? You can't take over a company and suddenly believe you have knowledge to deal with child sexual exploitation without having the experts in place. Your experts fucking sucked. You didn't do anything about it. Twitter says it removed 400,000 accounts in one month alone to help make Twitter safer. But Rory is worried there are now fewer people with the knowledge to effectively escalate concerns about this content. Oh, oh, I see. I see, Rory. Rory. Y'all were keeping all of these accounts that were sharing child ex exploitation and sexual abuse. Y'all were keeping them on. That way you had the accessibility or you had the access to all of those people with the knowledge so that you could get it reported. That's why you weren't taking them down because you needed them to be there to help you with the reporting. I get it. I get it. Allow the child exploiters and abusers to remain on Twitter so that they can help you find the other ones. Oh, it all makes sense now. What a piece of fucking shit. Wow. You can, by all means, suspend hundreds of thousands of accounts in a month. But if the reporting of that content to law enforcement has dropped, then it doesn't really mean anything, except that the reporting didn't drop. It actually finally started getting reported and something started getting done about it. And most of the users who had their account suspended would just set up a new account anyway. No, they didn't. They actually left and went to Mastodon, you dumb piece of shit. He adds that offending users can then just set up new accounts at the time uh, when suspended profiles are being welcomed back to Twitter. Except that they, that's not, not been happening. Uh, I wanted to ask Elon Musk about the takeover, his vision for Twitter, and how he thinks it has played out in reality. I've tried to contact him via email, tweets, and even a Twitter poll. Uh, this wasn't a real poll, but Mr. Musk has used these votes to make decisions about Twitter's future, and I was hoping it might catch his attention. More than 40,000 users voted, and 89% said Mr. Musk should do an interview with me. I had no response. Again, I have no idea who you are. So, and I follow this stuff pretty closely. I guess I'll have to go check this chick out. Uh, Twitter and Musk are yet to formally respond to BBC Panorama's investigation. I'm told all of Twitter's communications teams have either resigned or been sacked. Twitter's policies, public available, publicly available online, say that defending and respecting the user's voice remains one of its core values. Musk did, however, tweet about our piece after its publication, saying, sorry for turning Twitter from nurturing paradise into a place that has trolls. Uh, if Twitter was a <laughs> nurturing paradise before the takeover, and, and the only problem since then is trolls, well, I can think of far worse things that could happen. Uh, I don't know, like the liter literal censoring and removal of actual factual information, uh, information that shows its work, that brings the receipts, 
that when they give numbers and and statistics and talk about research and things like that they actually show where they got those numbers from and they show that research and they prove what they're saying as opposed to this article that threw out a whole lot of numbers with not a single solitary link to anything of substance. Thank you, BBC and Mariana Spring, for this just incredible piece of Homer journalism that accomplished not a fucking thing and pretty much went against everything that people who are actually on Twitter paying attention have seen to be the truth of the matter as far as all this stuff goes, especially the child abuse and sexual exploitation stuff. And yeah, obviously you're not going to talk to the former team after you fire them because they weren't doing anything about it for literal years. And now things are getting fixed. Crazy. Like, why would you consult with those people? It's just insane. But I mean, that's the, that's the brain bug that they've got. Hopefully you're having as fun of an experience on Twitter as I am, aside from the uh, the nudge telling you that, you know, most of your tweets are things that people wouldn't normally say. Uh, I can't speak to the rape victim thing. I don't also don't know who that person is. I've uh, never seen that person on Twitter before. I don't see people who interact with that person. Uh, I don't see people who interact with a lot of these people. I don't know who a lot of these people are. And like I follow a lot of big accounts, and I follow a lot of accounts that would probably be trolling these people if trolling was being done. And I don't see any of that stuff, so I'm not sure where it's coming from. Uh, maybe I'm just following the wrong trolls. I don't know. Uh, Twitter's been pretty fun, though. I, I, I highly enjoy it. The, I think the most important thing about Twitter is you have to understand that it's a, it's a joke. The whole thing's a joke. You're supposed to laugh about it. If somebody offends you, if somebody's trolling you, if somebody's going after you, Either troll back and troll harder or block them, mute them. If they're actually doing something that's like legitimately uh, dangerous to you or, you know, people you know or something like that, then report it. Uh, that seems to be a, the best avenue to go. I've, I've seen accounts that have actually posted like seriously fucked up stuff and reported them and seen them get suspended or removed entirely. So obviously something's working. Maybe try it once in a while or write another article on BBC and cry about it. I'm sure that'll get you a long way. Thanks everybody for tuning in for today's episode. Be sure to check out all the daily stuff and every Monday through Friday, uh, you can check me out on clock management. We're going to be doing a few weeks on March madness looking at the NCAA tournament as it's going on. Uh, check out my Substack. stack. Uh, fact, check this Substack where I talk about religious stuff. Also the empty tomb where I'm joined by Pen Ben Panji to talk about other religious stuff or some of the same religious stuff. There's, we have a lot of overlap. Uh, the morning after every Monday, Wednesday and Friday talking about current events, news and other just dumb shit. I'm all over the place. If you haven't been able to get your fill of me, in 2023, I don't know what you're doing. Uh, you should be so sick of me that you never want to hear my voice again by this point. Thank you, everyone, for all of your support, and I will see you next time. Before you go, make sure you check out our great sponsor, Agorist Acres. Now, agoristacres.com, you can find over 100 varieties of seeds. They've got vegetables, flowers, all kinds of stuff. They've got 
heritage brands, everything that you want to start any kind of garden that you need. It's free shipping on any order of $20 or more. They've got cool packaging, and most of the seeds come in a fancy glass vial, no paper envelopes. They accept U.S. dollars and crypto and can easily take either at checkout. Now be sure to head over to agoristacres.com and anything that you get, use the promo code FCT at checkout for 10% off your order. I say all the time that you need to be starting your own garden, you need to be growing your own food, you need to be getting off the grid and becoming less dependent on grocery stores and stuff like that. Agorist Acres is a great first start. They have got everything you need for whatever kind of garden you want. Great people, great product, highly recommend. So go check them out.